good, y'all? This is the Role Player Podcast, presented to you by the good folks at Swish Cultures. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media, YouTube, IG, TikTok, and Twitter with the handle at Role Player Media or on the Swiss Cultures YouTube page. I am Jordan Taylor, 12-year overseas pro, rolling with my dog, my guide, a multi-talented Stanford gentleman and retired 11-year pro Swiss Cultures co-founder and one and only Anthony Goods. Man, what's happening? It's been a minute. I missed you, man. Yeah. I know it's been a cool little minute, man. I uh, I even got rid of the beard, man. I went back to the goatee, the Jalen Rose gang. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, they say my dad told yeah, me. Like, my right. dad told me don't trust black niggas with black folks. My fault. Don't trust me. Don't trust black folks without beards, <laughs> man. Especially ones without <laughs> facial hair. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> I, I, I guess. <laughs> oh man, but I see your line as tight as ever. I'm, you know, it's. My barber keep taking my shit back. I'm about to fire this dude in Monday. Nah, I think that's Father Time. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's that's that, your barber. No, nah, look, look. He, this man is so disrespectful because you know how you could do something to make it look better. He going to fuck it up and then say, man, you might have to go to Turkey. I looked at this dude like, bro, <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> but hey, man, we got, we got a very, very good guest for y'all, man. Very interesting guest. Second round pick to the Houston Rockets back in 2013. Spent many years, six, six years in, in the league, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, like six, six and a half. Six and a half years in the league, every man. And when you get in that L, everyone counts, every day counts, as we know. But also, since overseas, a Greek League champion, Greek Cup winner, a two-time Greek Super Cup winner, and a consensus, consensus second team All-American from college back in the day. Also, hella college accolades, Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year, two times, three-time first team. All Ohio Valley Conference. We're going to be here too long if I name them all. But, man, we got Isaiah Cannon with us, man. <laughs> appreciate you joining us. Nah, appreciate y'all having me, man. man appreciate y'all having me. Definitely. It's good. We, good. we finally got, got it figured out, man. But we'll jump right in as we do. I'm sure. I hope you've seen maybe an episode or two, but you know how, how it go. But we're going to jump right in with, uh, with your experience back in Houston and just want to talk about, start there mm-hmm. with, um, getting drafted to Houston when James Harden was there, right? James. Yeah, James. Um, shoot, when I got drafted to Houston, I I was coming into. First off, I didn't know what I was coming into. I was, you know, went through the whole draft. You know, excited about being drafted. Uh, didn't even work out with Houston. You know, I didn't even have no workouts with Houston, and um, you know, the the position that they had, you know, I didn't think I was gonna be there. Um and be available for him, but, uh, ended up being available and, you know, they took me and, uh, came to a team that was kind of, you know, veteran heavy and, um, with a hall of famer coach, Kevin McHale, you know, old school, you know, blue collar, uh, type coach. And, um, you know, I had James Harden as one of my vets at the time. I think he had just got there. Um, he had just signed that deal to go to Houston from OKC uh, so I think it was like his first year there. Um, I had guys like Jason Terry, Francisco Garcia there. Uh, Patrick Beverly was, you know, I think it was his first year from overseas or second year from overseas. Um, uh, Patrick Beverly, Jeremy Lynn had just got there from New York after the whole uh, Lynn Sanity thing. Mm-hmm. And um, had Aaron Brooks there. Uh, so I had like three, you know, quote-unquote, you know, um, 
veteran guys in front of me when I got there. So, um, you know, I spent my first year pretty much, you know, just learning from them, back and forth from uh, G League. They used a, um, at the time it was the D League, as like um, they always send their draft picks and young guys down there to, to kind of develop, get used to the the system, get used to, you know, the NBA game. So uh, my rookie year, I was back and forth, played some when injuries, when guys got injured. And, um, you know, I had a good time in Houston. You know, it was um, – we was winning. We was in the playoffs that year. I think we ended up losing to um, – Portland when Damian Lillard hit that you know one of the first mm. crazy buzzer beaters that he had hit you know uh that was against us so you know seeing that and you know just <laughs> you know being able to um my first year be up on the guys that I you know I can actually learn from and um then I get both the best of both worlds you know James was he was younger then and he was in his you know in his prime so he was um one of the main guys in the league, you know, with all the crazy triple doubles, 50-point games, 55-point games, um, you know, was able to get a chance to experience all that. You know, Dwight Howard was, was there, too, and he was, you know, a good point in his career. So, um, you know, it was a bunch of guys there that, that you know, and they drafted me. So I got a chance to experience a lot of things my uh, first two years in the league uh, with Houston. What you What you think about, Going into because that's a unique position to go into two superstars, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you think this for both y'all? Y'all think it's better to go in to get drafted into like a winning culture or a culture that's going to win, like you said, good coach Kevin McHale, hard and all that, or is it better to get drafted into a losing culture where you're going to get more reps? I mean, it's uh, like losing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the older, you know, the, the older me now, you know, I tell myself, you know, um, continue to trust that that process of, you know, just learning and, um, you know, developing from from that aspect. But, you know, as a competitor and, you know, growing up, you always was told the best people play, you know, the best players play, you know. And, and at the time, you know, I came in and felt like I could compete with the guys that was ahead of me, you know, so I was just a lot younger and, you know, I was always frustrated why I wasn't playing, you know, when they were seeing me in practice every day, do what I do, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, I mean, you can get, it's, it's, it goes both ways. If you want to play and then and learn from your experience that way, which, you know, can help a lot of guys and which in my situation, I probably would have benefited from, you know, being able to play on a team that was, um, you know, developing. So, you know, you could be one of those main pieces to to the development process, but um, also just learning and, you know, winning, you know, getting in the playoffs and uh, getting those type of experiences. You won't get those from a losing team and you can kind of um, get the best of both worlds. you be with, you know, older guys that um, all-stars that's playing and you get those high-intensity games and you get to learn from, um, you know, those type of games. Or you can go somewhere and just lose, you know, every game because I was a part of that with the trust the process in Philly. So um, I've seen both I seen both sides of it, you know. So now if I could tell myself, go back, I'd be like, you know, just kind of be patient and um, just continue to, you know, wait your turn. That's the best way I can say. Just wait, wait your turn, do what you're supposed to do, you know, take care of the things you're supposed to do. And uh, it all work out the way it's supposed to. But, uh, I mean, I'm blessed, man. You know, I'm from Mississippi. You know, we ain't given a lot, you know, growing up. So, 
uh, to be able to not only make it to the NBA, get drafted, you know, just to live out those experiences, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing for me. Yo, can you can you dive into a little bit more of like what your day to day was like, you know, during those times you were frustrated? Because I feel like, you know, for people on the outside, you know, what I mean, it's like. I feel like they look at basketball players like, yo, how could you be frustrated? Like you're playing behind James Harden and Jeremy Lin and all these, you know what I mean? You run it down, but like, you know, people don't understand just even like just the work that goes on, you know what I'm saying, behind the scenes. And then sometimes you're led astray from maybe what you're told by a staff. I mean, there's a lot of different situations that come up, but uh, yeah, just kind of describe, you know, you're dealing with that frustration and what frustrated you and, and you know, how you came out of that. You just got to be able to um, handle, um, you know, just knowing what you can do, knowing what you show, what you can do. But at the same time, knowing that no matter what, you might not play yet. You know, you got to be able to control that. And that's the that's the hardest thing, because you got to continue to be a pro. You got to continue to come to all the workouts, all the weight sessions, all the practices, um, be a part of all the practices, you know, um, and as a rookie, you know, you got to prove something. So you got to bring it every single day in practice. You can't like just come in and be solidified already, you know, regardless if you drafted or not drafted, you know, it's just, especially on a veteran team, you got to show, you know, that professionalism, um, every single day. Cause you know, they got the coaches going to trust the guys that's been there, you know, and especially if you're trying to win, um, they might not just trust a rookie right away, you know. So uh, you just got to be able to, you know, block out the outside noise. You know, all your friends saying, oh, you killing. You got to you should be playing, you know. <laughs> oh, they don't like you because you ain't playing. You know, you got to be able to kind of channel all that, you know, and put that to the side. You know, use it as motivation, but also just, you know, just know that it's a business at the end of the day. And, um, you know, they got a plan and. Um, you know, we pieces to the puzzle, you know, you just, whenever your, your chance to be plugged in, you know, just take advantage of, of that opportunity and then just let everything else take care of itself, you know, but as a, a young kid, you know, getting drafted, coming from, you know, where you was being a guy, you know, that can be a challenge that can be, you know, an adjustment for you. And, um, you know, if you can handle that part of it, um, I feel like that'll get you through it. But like I say, it's tough, especially when you, you you do it and you you know you do it every day you know against against guys that's ahead of you or um, guys that they you know want to play ahead of you you know you just got to kind of just be patient really that's the best word I can tell you you just got to be patient but it's tough you know it's tough especially if you just like hooping and especially I want I want to not just skate over the fact that this man Anthony Goods just compared playing behind James Harden. And also then said playing behind Jeremy Lin like it's Jeremy Lin. You you first that though. You be, okay. <laughs> I would I would I definitely wouldn't compete for James. <laughs> nah, but what I'm saying is like Jay Lin coming off of coming off of that Lin Sanity yeah, era. Crazy. Like that was a different that was a different yeah, Jay Lin. It was, so different. Like, it was different. You know, he got a different market in them seats. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. So he, he has to up. play, bro. Like regardless. And he got at that time. He got paid to what he got, like twenty five or 30, 30 or something like he at the time. He got more than that. He got more than that like at the time. 30, or 25 30 a year? Close no, that was 40. back then. Yeah, was it, it was 40? Crazy. It was something crazy. So. He got close. He got, when he came from New York, I want to say he had just signed a deal like 
I want to say north for 50 or right below 50. Yeah, that's what, I thought like it was like that. four for 50 or three for, not, I don't remember, but. Like some crazy, you know, the deals back then, like 80 was max. Right, right, right. 80 right. million was max back then. You know what I mean? That's and crazy. That wasn't, 10 years that was ago. That's 10, crazy, right? 10 years ago. Yeah, know. now these maxes is 300. Man, I, yeah. I was just talking, about, just talking about that today at practice, how I think in like, when Kobe, when the Lakers won in 2010, I think Kobe was getting like 19. And now backup point guards making 13, 14. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that shit is sick. Like, right? It's like, right? like it's, I, it's like, uh, and when you're getting paid that much money, it's like, I feel like you think it's because you're so nice. And you are obviously are yeah. nice. Like, don't get it twisted. Right. Whoever, everybody in the league can play. But it's like it's really more about these motherfuckers marketing the league. Percentage of the cap. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a like, percentage like, of the cap. Like you, you really yeah, not worth that it's, for it's, real. It's but I guess you don't are. See. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's what everybody yeah. don't see. Yeah, so I always thought that was interesting. But I feel like playing behind Jeremy Lin probably would have been tough. Not in the sense that he can't play, but more, especially with your background. You know, coming from Murray State, you Player of the Year, and Jeremy Lin coming from. A Harvard, you probably looking at him like, man, what's your at? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the mindset right, every Hooper right. got. So I guess. Shoot, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks was cold. Aaron Brooks was crazy. You know I mean? He was cold, and he wouldn't even. They drafted me with him now. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was. You know, we had Pat, Jeremy, Lynn, Aaron Brooks, and then me. You know, so shoot, it was like from the naked eye, everybody know all three of us probably. You know. Would kill Jalen, but it it is what it is. You know, what I mean, it was just that market he brought. You know, Annie was coming off the the whole insanity thing. You know, what I mean, it's like it wasn't no getting in front of that at that time. You know, that that kind of had to play his his course. You know, so yeah. uh, I mean, Jeremy Lin can play. Yeah, you know, what no I mean, question. he's not a bad no player. Question. You know, he's not a bad player. It's just when your typical point guard or backup point guard that you was, you know. Seeing or people would just be like, "Oh yeah, I want him to play," yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, it just it wasn't that. But I mean, sure, they all you know was there for a reason, and you just had to you know just wait your turn. That's why I just <laughs> from being like you said, being older now and looking at a lot of these teams, I'm like, I, I just feel like it's more beneficial because you got like you just said, you got to go through Aaron Brooks, who when you break it, Aaron Brooks is. He probably Fast. one of the most underrated. I'd say one of the more underrated guards in the past, like fifteen years. Like he was like a journeyman, right? But just in the sense yeah. of what he could do with the ball. But you got to play with all them dudes, or you could get drafted somewhere. Yeah, maybe you win in. Maybe you go to Portland right now. Anthony Simons injured, but you play in twenty five minutes just because you have to. And it's like, all right, right. you know what I'm saying? So I, I always struggle or struggle with that idea. But then. Shit, maybe you get some crazy. Maybe you get, maybe you in Charlotte with some crazy ass dudes, Kai Jones in the locker room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and now you know what I'm saying. So grass ain't always green for sure. Man. You know what I mean? So man. I think it also depends on who you are, though. Like you know, what I mean, a, a lot of guys don't leave uh, college with you know that maturity or that foundation in regards to their work ethic to to make it long term in the league. And at that point, you definitely got to step into like a winning culture with some vets. Whereas right. like. You know, if you solid, I think you can go to, you know, a Charlotte, keep your head down and, and focus on, you know, the task at hand. But then once, you know, like once you get like a Kai Jones or, you know, I mean, even Book Knight, you know, he's had some trouble down there in Charlotte. It's like, you know, right. you go to a team that don't have them vets that's going to reel you in and keep you away from your demons, whatever they are. 
You know what I mean? It's uh it could be yeah, tough. I man. had solid, I had solid vets. You know, I had Jason Terry there, Francisco Garcia, uh Chandler Parsons was playing at, you know, he was playing at a at his peak at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, I had I had some vets that you know, and it wasn't that many young guys either. It was only like maybe two, three of us. I think it was, at the time when I came in, it was only me and Rob Covington and mm-hmm. Troy Daniels. Maybe you know, it wasn't even Daniels, that many young guys. You know, I mean, it was um, like one or two of us. So I mean, from that point, the team was was a lot older, you know, and already established. That looking back now. What do you feel like your best? And obviously, six and a half years in the league is ain't no slot. That's crazy. Like you know, what I'm saying, like you said, blessed. But what do you think your best opportunity was to really, really get paid, get into that? You know, that fifty a year. Looking back, and and then at the time, what did you think was the best opportunity? Uh, you know, coming out of that that trust the process uh, way with Philly, you know, I thought. I had played, you know, I averaged double figures for a season up there, uh, even though we, damn, that was in the Guinness World Record books of um, the, the the less less amount of wins in the NBA in one season, you know. But I ain't had nothing to do with that. You know, I did, I did my, I did my part. Facts. I did my part. You know, I mean, I did my part. So I mean, shoot, I, I thought, you know, at least I had showed that I can be a solid. You know, I was actually like two starts away from getting a starter criteria. You know, where I get labeled as a starter. You know, I had started like um, seventy, like seventy games or seventy-two games or something. Then I got hurt at the end and missed out by like two or three games I was trying to play with a hurt shoulder just to try to get my uh you know starter criteria but um I mean I think I had the most you know playing experience that that year and I was coming off of my rookie deal after getting drafted so you know I thought you know averaging double figures in the league you know that at least get me to about five or six a year you know what I mean Mm -hmm. something like that but you know obviously they took the business side of it and what was going on, you know, obviously that ain't work, but uh, I ended up signing a one-year deal with Chicago, you know, where I was put in another great position, you know, um, because Chicago had just signed Mm D-Wade. He had just came from Miami. Uh, Jimmy Butler was there. Uh, Rondo had came also, and I was bagging up, you know, um, Rondo. You know, I had got a chance to uh, bag of Rondo and that year in Chicago, you know, was my probably the first year where I was able to learn the point guard position because um, at the time I was still playing the point. You know, I was more of a scoring point guard, but I was still playing, you know, dominant point guard position at the time. So uh, that was the first year I was able to really, you know, just learn the game, you know, learn from a Hall of Famer that and won championships, you know, played in them high level games, played with, you know, other Hall of Famers. Um, and he kind of took Rondo kind of took me under under his wing and, um, you know, really broke down the game to me. I was able to see the game a lot different, more so from just seeing the game of being, you know, a competitor, being talented and just hooping. You know, I was able to actually, you know, take everything that I had and actually learn it and try to utilize it and being, you know, a good point guard in the league, you know, so. I had the opportunity, you know, I felt like the opportunity there would have been good for me because we was, um, 
you know, we had D-Wade there, so we was always on TV, Christmas games, you know, the games on TV, the games, TNT, we always had those games. And um, that year we ended up, you know, underachieving with everything we had because we could have easily been top three team in the East. We ended up being the number eight seed uh, that year, just through a long year, you know, a lot of things, you know, going with teams. And it was the first year all three of them was together, so they was trying to figure it out. Uh, I got my first playoff career starts there and played good in the playoffs. You know, when Rondo broke his hand, mm-hmm. uh, they put me – I started, you know, in the playoffs that year against um, Isaiah Thomas right, yeah. and the Celtics. They was the number one seed. He was, you know, arguably in the MVP conversation that year. Um, and we was, was you know, we right? was up in that – yeah, we was up 2-0 <laughs> in that series. And we ended up, you know, folding um later on uh in that series but i felt like that could have been a good opportunity for me to you know solidify myself in chicago too um but you know things happen and you know it's just you know it's hard when you look back and be like dang that could it could have worked there or could have worked you know in houston you know but um i had another chance you know in phoenix you know that's the thing i had played good enough to 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 allow myself to have these opportunities and these chances, you know, alongside with my agent, you know, that do a tremendous job of, you know, keeping me in good positions and positions that, you know, is that means something, you know, not just being put on a team where, you know, it's probably a favor for a favor. You know, I mean, I was actually put in positions on teams where I could play, you know, I could solidify myself as, you know, a piece to the team. And um, I signed a um a, a deal in Phoenix, you know, where we had uh, just drafted DeAndre Aiden, you know, Booker was there. Um, they still had, you know, Bridges. some young pieces that they drafted, like Josh Jackson was there. Um, Bridges was there yet. Marquise Chris was still playing there. Who you Bridges, Bridges was there yet? He had, he had, I played one year with Bridges, actually. I played the, yeah. I played the year after, um, I came off the injury, you know, that was the kind of the, my last, you know, big, big opportunity was, you know, that, that season I ended up breaking my foot and, um, you know, when I, that kind of took me a whole year and I got back from that, you know, I started the next year, the first game actually still don't to this day, don't know how I made it back to be able to start uh, that game after that injury I had. But, um, you know, I worked my ass off and, in uh, rehab and therapy to get back to that point. And I was, I actually was able to, and, um, you know, but they ended up, um, you know, wanted to change directions that year. Um, they was kind of in a rebuild too, mm-hmm. or not really knowing which direction they wanted to go, you know? So I ended up getting waived that year later on in the year and, um, finished up, you know, with Milwaukee, the Milwaukee books. And, um, shoot. Then I, then I came overseas right after that, right after COVID, right when COVID happened, I, I came overseas, so, mm-hmm. and I just told myself, you know, shoot, just, you know, go play, and, um, you know, at the time, I had, this was, what, six, six and a half years now in the league, and I was just like, you know, they, I looked at it like, they know me, they know what I can bring, you know, I can go actually go play, and if, you know, if I'm able to get back home, I will, but, you know, if I can't, I'll make a career for myself where I can actually play meaningful games, and, um you know, make a name for myself over here as well. You, uh, six and a half years, you done played with some, that's a, a list of some 
you can play with some dogs. <laughs> Six and a half. Yeah, like, yeah, boy, hey, look, that's if, crazy. If I, could, if, I, if I could write down a list of players that I was teammates with in the league, it is, I, got a, I got a great list of uh, guys. Like, it's a few spots within them years. I played with uh, Russ, Carmelo, PG. With OKC, I was on that team uh, for about half, a, uh, about three months, three four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, oh, played with Booker, played with Joel Embiid. Before I told everybody, Joel Embiid was gonna be what he was before he even played in the NBA because he was hurt when I was with the mm-hmm. Philly team. He was on the team, he just was hurt. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it wasn't playing yet. But I seen him in practice. I was like. I ain't. We ain't got nobody on our team that can do anything with him. So <laughs> I said, when he when he get healthy, Joel Embiid gonna be a problem. You know, I played with him. Uh, was, was Embiid was Embiid yeah. the uh, was he the one that uh, like he would out of all the dudes you played with, he was like, all right, he's the one. What about Book? More so than Book? Nah, Book was Book had already kind of when I got to play with Phoenix, he had already scored uh, seventy. The, the 70 game, you know, he had already took his steps. You know, it was his team. Um, so, shoot, he was already on his way. But when I was with him, you know, you can just see, you know, he was like, oh, nah, he, you know, he different. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he, he just different. Like, you know, just how they play and the confidence, you know, the confidence is crazy. And once you got an NBA team behind you, it's, it's you know, you can kind of do it. You free. Do. You kind of just play. You know what I mean? So, uh, once you get that label, or once you get a team that's really behind you and believe in you, you can kind of, you know, grow. You know, you can grow and expand your game. Yeah. Yo, what do you what, what what differences, if any, do you see from like Phoenix Mike James to like Mike James now? Uh, I mean, he probably was younger. He he always was able to score the basketball, and he was talented. You know, mm-hmm. in that aspect. You know, I think now he's more you know, comfortable with himself and with, you know, who he is and not really trying to, you know, change that part of it. I, you know, I think he's more just like, this is who I am. This is what I do. You know, if you want me, this is what's what you're going to get, you know, and he kind of came the other way, you know, he kind of went overseas and then went to the league. So mm-hmm. you do that. It's kind of like when you come in from the league overseas, they make you prove yourself again. You a nobody, <laughs> you know, you just got to kind of, you know, show what you can do when your opportunity is given and then see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't come to Europe and everything wasn't just handed to me with my resume. You know what I mean? So vice versa. You come from Europe and come to the lead, it, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah, you was a good player, but you got to show you can do that here too. Yeah, but that, that's ass backwards, though, because when you could. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is, but hey, once again, that's out of my control. <laughs> I just I stay out the way. And <laughs> that on that note, though, like what you having the bet your best year in Europe? Like you cooking right now, like fourteen a game in Euro League, which is mm-hmm. for those that listen. Some know, some don't. Like fourteen in Euro League, really. Damn near 20. 20. Especially depending on what system especially, you are. <laughs> especially depending on what system you is. So is there something that's like clicked for you in the European game? And before I say I say European game, I'm a big fan. I don't believe like I think there's differences in in the games, right? Obviously. But to me, at the end of the day, basketball is basketball. Like you can either figure it out or right. you don't. But Anyway, with right. that little caveat, is there anything that's like specifically clicked for you this year or is it just opportunity or what? I just think it's, um, you know, for me, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, just getting comfortable within the system that we got. Um, 
you know, it's not the normal type of system and style of play that you, you know, either, you know, like to be a part of or, you know, just used to being a part of, you know, it's, I try, I try to explain it. The best way I can explain it to um, to other people is that we don't have no designated plays for anybody on our team. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like we trying to get this look for him or we trying to get this play for him. It's like nothing but reads. Everybody's out there, you know, we got to start We got to start to it or we got an entry. And then it's everything after that is just like take what they're giving. You know, obviously we'll put our own little twist on it. Certain guys can got the freedom to kind of put their own little twist on it. But it's it's all reads, you know. It's it's not like you coming into the game knowing you finna get eight nine looks. It ain't that type of you know system that most people look for or want to be a part of. Like, hey, I know I got these plays, or I know coach gonna draw this up for me. You know, it's not really like that. We have our moments where you know you that the game presents that, but overall, you know, I came into a system where that wasn't it. Coming from uh, Kazan, where I knew I had six or seven plays where it wasn't even nothing to think about. You know what I mean? It was like, this is designated for me to figure out or to, to get us the best look we can. But, um, I mean, it's very fair. You know, coaches is, is, you know, is real fair. You know, he try to keep it even between everybody. And, um, it's, you know, we got good guys on the teams that's not like selfish or, you know, just all about them, you know, and that's the culture that they built over here. They go, they'll turn down a guy that they know is better than than this guy, but they'll pick this guy just based off of his character. You know what I mean? He got a better character. He's more of a, you know, team guy, um, unselfish. And, um, you know, once you can figure that out and figure out exactly what the coach, you know, expects and wants from you and you earn his trust, then it's free. And I felt like I, I did that last year. I was the new one of the newest faces on the team, and they was coming off the Final Four, uh, Sasha was still there. Slugis was still there. You know what I mean? And I was just, you know, a good player that had was coming off a good season, you know, to – I can use it for example. It's like me going to the NBA Finals team. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just come in and everything be given to me. I got to, you know, kind of find my way within, you know, a team that's kind of already established. And, um, you know, this year obviously with losing the MVP and, you know, Slugis leaving it open – open doors for me and uh, I earned the trust from coach last year in the you know playoffs and in the finals and um, you know I knew we needed a couple guys to step up and I knew I was able to to be one of those and you know I just took it upon myself you know just to come in you know prepare for that prepare for a tough season and um, just motivation just you know just to show that I can be one of those guys that you you know can build around and depend on um, when it matters and um, just getting that trust from the coach, you know, really just made it a lot easier for me. Europe, Europe has always had that like equal opportunity, and it's always I don't understand. Like, if a motherfucker can go <laughs> score forty, why are we passing the ball to this dude who can only score eleven? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know what I'm saying. That's like to me that that's like that's like point guard. That's as a as a point guard, like that's one on one. Like especially growing up in the era we all grew up in, I feel like. You were taught to get guys involved and then score. You do both, right? But it was like pass right. the ball to the motherfucker who's gonna make you look good. Like 
as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> right. That's what you would think. You know, if, I, <laughs> that's what you would think. if I got if I got Isaiah Cannon and I got Anthony Goods on, like I'm gonna get in the pay. I'm gonna pass these motherfuckers so they shoot and score so I can walk away. I'm gonna have 15 and nine. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm not. <laughs> I'm not throwing the ball into this post to this big dumpy muff. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> now, I, I leave it up to the to the PGs. I'm like, look, y'all, when the time right, y'all know where the ball need to Man. go. You know, that's all. I, that's all yeah. I need to say. Yo, what were some of the things you had to figure out to get comfortable in the offense? Because it's like, you know, watching you play, sometimes you on the ball, sometimes you off the ball, sometimes you picking up full court, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing like a little bit of everything, whereas like, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes roles are a little more defined and, you know what I mean? You just, like you said, like you you be on a team where you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm expected to get X amount of shots these games and, you know, mm -hmm. the games kind of are a little more scripted once you have that kind of a system, but uh, what were some of the things you had to figure out within this uh, Lipiaco system? Because it seems like it's clicking. Uh, just get, you know, just get comfortable in in the road that, and what they, you know, expected or what I expected from myself. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm i a competitor, so I, I go out there and, you know, I feel like I got something to prove every night. You know, that just keeps me, that just keeps me going, you know. And, and you know, you also see guys that's, got these deals in front of you that's been over here a lot, you know, a lot longer. And, um, you know, what you can bring to a team, you know, and I feel like I bring a competitor, you know, a winning, a winning mindset, you know, unselfish, um, you know, just trying to do whatever it can, whatever I can to, you know, win. And, um, so I just try to, you know, showcase that here, you know, just playing, I could play, I could play defense, you know, if you need me to shit, I can be reliable on offense if you need me to, you know, I'm just a, you know, a, 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 trying to be labeled, a, you know, as a winner. You know what I mean? Like, whatever whatever it takes, you know what I mean? And and it, it ain't necessarily me just going out there, which I can, you know, get 30 on any given night. Um, but, you know, just doing the little things that, that relates to, you know, winning. And, um, you know, over here, they're not going to just let you ISO and dominate the ball like that anyway. So, um, you got to find ways to be effective within, you know, what the coaches is asking from you. And then you, you'll get a, you know, more respect from them and, you know, more respect from your teammates. And, um, you know, that will open the floor for you to be able to, to do the things you, you know, like to do without looking over your shoulder, you know, and that's the, I feel like that's the biggest thing over here. If you can just play, you know, without having to worry about everything else, you know, I feel like everything is wide open for you and, um, like I said, once I got that trust from uh, my coaches and the team, um, with them knowing that they can rely on me, you know, it just allowed me to be more comfortable and free. Yo, one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing, uh, one thing I've been I've been looking at at these Euro League games that I that I go to is like just watching how they guard shooters. You know what I'm saying in Euro League. I like watching like off the ball. You know what I'm saying, and uh, <laughs> it's just it, it's. It's tough. Like I, I saw a Basconia game with like a like a week or so ago, man. And you know, Marcus Howard, like the amount of running and wrestling and you know, running off the screen, not really catching it, and then just still just like I was just like, damn, like he gotta be in like some serious shape. So, you know, and like going back to you, I mean, you shooting like over fifty percent from three this year. You know, you mm -hmm. one of the top shooters in the league. Um, but again, now you're picking up defensively, you know, full court and things like that, man. I, mm -hmm. I think being in shape, 
it's one of the it's one of the key things, man, to to being a, a shooter in the Euro League, man, because there's just, it's just so demanding. It's physical. Man. Yeah, it's, it's 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 physical. You know, you off the ball, and um, guys can kind of you know use their hands a lot more. You know, over here, um, as far as you know, when it comes to a screen or you trying to get open, you know, it's not they they don't really call unless you got that part of the game down packed. You know, they don't really call. Um, a lot of off ball like fouls like that. So you got to do your work. You know, you got to do your work early to be able to to get the ball. And then after you do all that fighting, you got to have enough, you know, uh, stamina to you know be effective. And um, you know, I, I go hard in my training in the summertime. You know, just for that reason alone, just to be able to take the you know the physical part of the game and um, you know just be able to push through that and still be effective offensively. You know. I feel like that's a you know an advantage um, that I have. You know, I'm not as not as tall as most shooting guards, but you know, I'm just as strong. I can guard you know one, two, threes. Um, I feel like some fours, you know, depending on what it is. But um, you know, I just try to show like, look, I can play defense and I can play offense. You know, and I use that as one of my advantages because you know I take defense. You know, like pride. I take pride in playing defense and. Um, I try to, you know, try to make it tough for you. And on the other end, I, you know, I feel like you can't guard me. So, um, you know, I just try to use, use that as one of my advantages, you know, just make it tough for my opponent and, and then make it tough for him on the other end as well. You mentioned, uh, shooters good. I, one thing that like watching Euroleague games and watching European games, do y'all feel like, Y'all feel like coaches like game plan, or do you think you mentioned the system, or do you think they just stick to their system? You know, if that makes sense. I don't know if that question makes sense, but I, I feel like it depends on the coach. Like I feel like our coach, you know, he got his own system, his own game plan, and ain't no changing that. So, you know, what yeah. I mean, and, so, <laughs> and then you got some coaches that may get you know each game. Obviously, each game you change. You know what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. You know based off of the personnel of the other team. But, you know, some coaches take – they may take it like, you know, for this game, this is what we're going to do. For this game, this is what we're going to do. You know, I feel like our coach got his system and his plan, and it's like, you know, regardless, you know, we do it this way, we'll be successful. You know what I mean? And he's one of the first coaches that I've had that's that's been like that. You know, a lot of the other coaches that I've had, you know, they kind of change it depending on the game. You know, what I mean, in and Europe or he's in, kinda, or in the league, know, in Europe or in the league, uh, in, a, in a league for in sure. Every league. game is different. Right. You know, you, you got to adjust it. for. You got Kevin Durant this night, then you got uh, Joel Embiid the next night. You know, what I mean, it's it's just a lot different. Right. You know, over here, um, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I think these coaches got they you know set type of style or set type of you know things that they want to do and. You you play over here. It ain't no changing that. <laughs> you conform into them more than them conform. Yeah, like you you got to change. You got to change what you do to fit what they doing, or it just won't work. Right. That's a, okay. That's because like, it's like I feel like the biggest adjustment you maybe you go under on a screen once, and that might not even be consistent or something like that. But I guess mm-hmm. I was wondering how how yeah. difficult is that to was that a difficult adjustment for you. And good, you can chime in too on that. Obviously, was that a difficult adjustment? Is that because that always it always made me mad because it's like what we just gonna run through a wall no matter what, you know what I'm saying? That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You would think that, but sure. Like I said, some of these coaches, they want to do it their way, and if you don't do it that way, they they, they hot. So, um, I mean, we we go back and forth, especially if you if you love the game and you study the game, you watch a lot of the game, you'd be like, bro, why we won't just do it this way? You know, that? you know it's a lot easier to do it this way. But save so much energy. They don't be want they don't be wanting to hear that. Yeah, I'm gonna save so much energy. Yo. I'm tired of shit running through all these damn screens and buddy shooting 13. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, you think? Do y'all think? Who do y'all think got like bigger egos? Y'all think coaches in the league or coaches in your league got bigger egos? I feel like coaches in the league can't have no ego because you got players making more than them. So regardless of what type of ego they got, depending on what type of coach you are, you know, what I mean, most of the time in the league, the players got got the control. Uh, not all of them, the main ones got the control on what goes on. You know what I mean? Over here, overseas, that's not the case. The coaches got the control on, you know, what's going on. You know, now the coaches may pick who they give the neon light to because um, people may look at me like I just got the neon light because I'm shooting 50-something from three, but I don't think I got the, the Shane Larkin or the Mike James light. You know, I don't think I have that that type of light. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I just find a way to to be effective and be efficient if you want to be, you know, relevant. So, I mean, I just, you know, make the best of my, my position and uh, just try to, you know, maximize that the best way I can. But I feel like overseas got – these coaches got way more control over, you know, what goes on compared to the league. I think, obviously, didn't, didn't play in the league, but just from interacting, I feel like – Coaches in the league got ego. I feel like they they do a better job at checking it because they low key they have to. But I feel like to be honest, I feel like NBA coaches and GMs when you talk to them, like just I feel, the conversations that I've had in my life, whether it be at summer league or just in passing, whatever it may be, like some of the shit they say, I'm like, bro, that's what you saw, like, and they stand on that, like you can't tell them shit off the. But then you know, nah. obviously they ain't saying shit to LeBron. But I feel like their ego gonna yeah. come out more when they talking to to obviously to Jordan Taylor, Anthony Goods when than when they talking to you know Paul George or whatever or about. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. The main guys ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, they don't have to worry about that ego problem, you know. Because if they say something, I feel like they say the one of them coaches say the wrong thing to one of them guys, they can just go upstairs and be like, hey, I don't think I can play here. Then upstairs gonna make an adjustment on that coach. Over here, they had you out the door before you even get upstairs. Yeah. Talking about you don't like, <laughs> talking about you don't like what's going on. Oh, you don't like what's going on. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> Y'all feel like that trend is changing though. Over here, yeah. I don't know. I ain't in that position yet, so I don't know. I you see, I, I said yet yeah, too. I, He's striving. I'm just striving. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't in that position to be making no making no calls. So I feel like I feel like my bad. Quick, Mike James doing everything in his power to change that uh, to change that, <laughs> that trend, boy. and he know it too. That's the best part about it. But what was you gonna say? My fault. Good. He's standing on it. He's standing on it. Out of his way on a, on a Tuesday at three p.m. just to get involved in some shit. Like <laughs> got nothing better to do. Right, go ahead, James. My bad. Nah, I was just gonna say, man. I feel like 
I feel like coaching in general has just kind of moved out of that old school mentality. I think coaches are are realizing, you know, to get the best out of their teams, they got to be a little more personable with their teams. Yeah, for like sure. That. Like, for like sure. I mean, you can still get cussed out and be a good coach or be a cool coach. Like, it's, it's part of coaching. For sure. You know what I mean? But I felt like, you know, back in the day, man, coaches were just – it was just very cookie-cutter. Like, no, we running suicides every Monday and Tuesday. You know what I mean? It was just – it didn't matter who was hurt or whatever it was. But I think, like, now, you know, they're starting to wake up from – from just those old school ways that uh, the horror stories, I, I guess you could say. Yeah, the game changing, and these, you know, the players are, you know, these these younger generation players, you know, they different. They can't take as, you know, they can't take as much as some of the guys, you know, in back in the day could, or guys that you know when we came up uh, could. So um, they got to change, you know, the game changing, you know, coaching style got to change. So um, they, you know, some of them are starting to be more, you know, kind of modern and laid back but you still got your your older ones that's they they gonna stand on what they believe these young dudes these young dudes be drunk man we got an 18 year old on our team man we came in the locker room after the game coach wasn't in there and i started eating food like i was whatever i'm the oldest on the team and he started eating too one of the other older guys was like hey man put your, put your fucking food down he go point at me jordan eating like <laughs> Nigga, you not doing that? Like, be like, why yeah. not? Like, hey, bro, these young dudes be drunk, man. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 these young guys feel entitled yeah. now with the social media players. Yeah, they do be drunk, but nah, man. I, I don't know. I feel like one thing that you seeing maybe I'm not so much at the Euro Cup level or at the Euro League level, but there's a couple of Euro Cup teams that's much more NBA style with the coaches with even the style of play. Like, for instance, shout out our coach, uh, Petr Bozic. He's great at, you know, managing players and, you know, just the style. We get up and down. We don't really play a lot of sets, stuff like that. Y'all think that yeah. that can translate to EuroLeague? Like, you think you can win with that style in EuroLeague? I mean, shoot, you, you want to go trying it. Fs, Did Fs you know, that? They Fs. I think they do. Talent. I think they. I think they try it more now, you know, than they probably used to in the past. But I mean, when they had Meechers, I mean, Shane and Meechers was in pick and rolls the whole game. Mm-hmm. Then they'll probably have some, you know, off screen stuff for Boubois every Blue Moon or Brian mm-hmm. every Blue Moon. But for the most part, I feel like you know, F is when they had Meechers, it was a lot of, you know, just high pick and roll. You know, they do that with Shane a lot too. Um, Monaco, you know, they got all the guards. So, I mean, they mostly, you know, pick and roll dominant. And um, I think Maccabi plays plays like that, too, you know, with Lorenzo and Wade Baldwin, you know, two, you know, efficient, you know, pick and roll players. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, just some other teams that, that try to play that way. But it's a lot of teams that they, they don't like quick possessions like that. You know, they value every possession they want. The best look they think they can get every possession, you know, it'd be a lot of time, times in tra- – I think we can run a lot more in transition, but, you know, our coach slows us down too, you know. So, I mean, it just it just depends on what style and personnel you got on the team and which coach will be willing to, you know, open that, that style up for you. Yo, going back real quick, what was y'all thinking when, uh, when Monaco had that three-point third quarter – <laughs> what was y'all thinking during that time? That shit was crazy to see, bro. I remember just sitting there like, yo, they ain't scored in a minute. Like, hey, look, when we when we was playing, 
when we was playing and it and it got like that, I was just out there like, ooh, y'all in trouble. Because <laughs> I'm just look, I'm just looking at their face, and I know that I know them certain looks like. You know, you you'll be out there and you just be like, damn, we just can't get nothing or like nothing works. And it was a lot of them faces out there. I was like, oh, y'all got the wrong face for for them, for what's going on right now, cause <laughs> it, it's ugly out here. <laughs> if none of y'all, if none of y'all think y'all can get anything established and not, don't none of y'all want the ball, oh, y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. Mm. Y'all in trouble. But that was that was we didn't even realize we didn't even realize it. We just knew we was down. Yeah. You know, we knew we was down in the game, and we like, damn, we ain't came this far, did all this all year just to pee it down our leg. Nah, we ain't going out like that. Mm. So, I mean, we was just – we really were just playing just to, you know, get back in the game. And then next thing I know, we took the league. I was like, oh, yeah, y'all are messed up now. Mm. I said, yeah, y'all are messed up. Because yeah. I know all my guys, now all they got – they all got confidence. So, once they all got confidence, it, right. we deadly. Yeah, I mean, it was a wrap for him. It was a wrap. Real quick. And then they style of play, they style of play just played it right into our hands. You know, yeah. we just knew we was everybody was just finna, you know, basically put a box around everybody that had the ball. So mm-hmm. you looking at everybody behind you, like in front of you, like this, like where you finna go? You know what I mean? So once that once that happened, it was it was kind of tough for him. You know, we just made every shot tough for him. Yeah.